Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Welcome to Coaching with Kim segment, where I dive into answering your style, dating, and relationship questions live here on the Charisma Quotient. I love doing these, by the way. You know, today I want to dive in and talk about trust. You know, this comes up for everybody. I don't care if you're a man, a woman, what age you're at, but trust is something that's so crucial when it comes to dating and relationships, and it can really make or break how we progress in a relationship. I recently had a call with a woman, and she was thinking about working with me, and I, I want to tell the story because I think it's such a common story and I really know how to help this woman. I hope, I hope I get to work with her. I just spoke with her the other day and you know, what she was saying, her presenting problem was that she was having a hard time meeting quality people. You know, she works with all women and because of that, she's become almost more reclusive. She'll go online for like these three month spurts, then she gets totally burnt out after that. And she says, oh gosh, there's no good guys out there. You know, I'll, I go on all these dates and then they don't progress for whatever reason. And then she's looking around and all her friends are coupled off. And so in her mind, it was really that there's just no good guys out there. Like that is what she was presenting. But then of course, as we got into it and unraveled a few things, I asked her about her dating history, and lo and behold, she had had a long-term relationship with a full-blown narcissist who really, really burned her in the end, and it hurt her badly, and from that really was kind of scarred from you know what she thought relationships were all about, and going back even further, she revealed that she was a child of an alcoholic dad. And she had this kind of pattern of attracting these almost like non-committal guys or, or the guys who were takers, basically, and very codependent type of situations in her life. So she found herself giving herself away in all these dating and relationship situations, picking unavailable situations in men. And eventually she just got to the point, and I think this is where she was calling me, where she was just keeping it safe by not progressing in dating and almost getting attracted to guys who were not in a committed type of attitude or situation. So this happens all the time. And I see how like when people have had these trust issues in the past, how it affects us in the future and the patterns that get created, or we just prevent ourselves from meeting people because we're scared. So today on the line, I have somebody who I can help now. And I'm really happy to talk with her. I don't know her. So I'm, I'm excited to get to know her and see how I can help her with her similar trust issues with men. Welcome, Dina. Hi, Dina. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Well, tell me, tell me more about you, like, you know, just a little bit of background. Sure. I am 49 years old. Um, mm -hmm. I have two grown children, two grandchildren. I've been divorced for five years. This is my second divorce. Um, just got out of a long-term relationship. Well, not long-term. It was 
almost a year. So um, where I was dating someone and there goes the trust. Ah. <laughs> I'm dealing with. <laughs> right. Um, also, I, I'm an online school teacher. So, you know, um, meeting people is a little hard. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. You sound exactly like the woman that I talked to. Like I said, this is a very common thing. So how does this play out? You said you have trust issues and then I, you know, like, tell me more about that. Like what's happening with you? In, in my last marriage, I found out afterwards that my ex was cheating on me for the last, I don't know how long. And mm-hmm. he's still with the woman. So, you know, there's that. But um, in this last relationship, I expressed to the person that um, trust is huge with me. And I, I am giving. I, you know, listening to you explain that other woman, that's me. I'm a giver. I, I mm. see codependency issues and everything. I guess that's the teacher and you want to help everyone. Um, mm. But then when something red flag pops up, then I start questioning everything. I want to, mm. you know, I question, are you lying to me? You know, why is it you can't see me? Or, um, you know, why is this person calling you? Why is the person that you got a text from that you say is your coworker sending you kissy faces? Mm. So that to me, that, that threw red flags. And then I started going through, you know, his phone. And then I was like, I can't believe anything you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, before these kind of two relationships, have you had trust issues before? Like, you know, like when you were growing up or just even other experiences that you had? Um, Yes, I did. I always questioned why somebody would want to be with me. You know, I always questioned their motives. So for me, it's always been a question of why, you know, why are you choosing me or, you know, what, what can I do to make things better? But what's your motive is, I guess, my always, I've always questioned that. So that's been always the case since you can remember, you've always had that. Yeah, I, um, I was in two marriage, two long term. The first mm-hmm. one was five years. The second one was 17 years. Mm-hmm. So you know, I didn't date a lot until I was in my um, early 40s. Mm, okay, gotcha. Tell me, I mean, if you don't mind, because I, I, I do think a lot of times, you know, just where we've come from, our journey definitely impacts us. Um, how, how was it growing up? Like, what was your family life like? Um, my parents were very young. Uh, my mm-hmm. mom, when she had me, I'm the second oldest, and my mom was 17 when she had me. My dad mm-hmm. was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, my, they were working a lot. Um, my dad was always gone working construction. But I was always the butt of the jokes and of the family, and my brother always did no wrong. <laughs> he was the boy. He, you know, excelled. Uh-huh. And, and then thir- when I was 13, they had um, started over again, same parents, but they had another set of children that were, there were three of them. And so then I was told my job was to raise, help raise them because they, both my parents needed to work. So I stepped into the role of mom. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Wow. So you've been a caretaker your whole life, really. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. It sounds like it, you know, cause you were saying that these other guys that you were in a relationship with, you know, you ended up being such the giver, you said, you know, like you're just giving yourself away all the time and, and, and these guys are takers or need to be fixed somehow, or they're cheaters, that kind of thing. But it sounds like even when you were little, that was almost like an ascribed role that was given to you where you had to kind of, yeah, be the caretaker and the giver, so to speak. Yes. Uh, so, growing up, that was explained my role is, um, mm-hmm. you know, this is what you're supposed to do. Even in school, I was always the one helping the other kids. So, really? Yeah. I mm-hmm. was just going to ask you about that. What about your fr- Yeah. What about your friendships? Do you, do you tend to feel like you're the giver with friends as well, or is it more reciprocal? Um, it depends. I don't have a lot of uh, close friends. I would say like three close Mm -hmm. friends and one of them being my adult daughter. Um, But at times I feel that I am with one of them. I'm the giver. I'm always helping. But with the other one, it's a reciprocal. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a give and take. And they're both female. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, so, I mean, it's not rocket science (laughs) to know that it, it obviously is a pattern for you, right? Like for the most part, you're very comfortable in the role of the giver. Because, I mean, that's yes. just kind of what you've known. And then even what you do for a living, right? Being a teacher, like you said, like you're, you're, you're doing that. How are you with receiving? Oh, I question the motives. Um, it, it depends <laughs> right. on who it's coming from. Yeah, why, why are you doing this for me? Mm. Um, what, you, don't what tr- you, you don't trust me? it. You don't trust it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. From, from men. Now, from women, my friends, I'm more than happy to accept it because I know that, you know, it's, it's reciprocal. You know, if they need something, I, I give for them. But yeah. from men, it's, okay, what do you, what do you want from me? I, I question it. Uh-huh. Right, right. Well, it sounds like, and you said dad was away mostly, like he was working all the time right? Yes. Um, my dad and I didn't have a close relationship. In, um, any like big events in my life, he was always gone. Hmm. So there wasn't a really close um, connection there. Right. Right. Well, and, and I think that also because you, you know, your parents were young and he was away and you were kind of like, yeah, you had to step up and be the parent. It didn't sound like there was also a lot of room for you to receive growing up and also just I wondered where did you put all your feelings like you know as you were going through all this were you able to express how you felt growing up oh no things were not discussed (laughs) no Uh, we did not discuss things and you just dealt with it you kept it inside and dealt with it Wow. That's hard. That's hard to do, especially, but you know, on some level you, you didn't know any better, right? Like it just kind of, it was what it was. So were you able to talk about your feelings at all with your friends or at school, or you just learned how to kind of deal with it yourself and push it down? Yeah. You just dealt with it and pushed it down and um, just kept quiet. You really didn't talk to anyone. You know, it, it, I was from a very small town, very small, like a thousand people. Oh. So, um, oh, wow. Yes. And most of them were family. 
so you mm-hmm. know if something was happening you you didn't talk about it um yeah i i had my son in high school and i didn't tell my parents until i was seven and a half months pregnant <laughs> oh so, really oh wow yeah. <laughs> uh-huh so, well yeah. i I, you know, I, first of all, I totally feel for you. And I think this is a really common thing and especially like the environment that you grew up in. You know, I, I work with a lot of people who have different cultural backgrounds too, where just emotions, you know, first of all, there's no room for it. There's no time for it. And it just, you, you don't learn how to express your feelings or share your needs or thoughts. You're just expected to kind of deal with things and, and get through it. And on one sense, it's really great because you've learned how to be, you know, doing things yourself, that independency, you, you know, that you can take care of yourself, you know, and that's kind of the, the strength of this, but the outfall is I think what's happening right now with your relationship is directly tied to this core issue in your ability to express your needs, your wants and letting men earn you rather than attracting guys who are takers where you're constantly giving. Do you see that? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And that's, I, yeah, I do. And it's really hard because it's like, how, how do I step out of that role and, and allowing someone, I feel like, am I worthy enough? And that, that's the thing that I need to work on is, you know, why, why, why do you, you know, why do you want me? What do I have to offer? That's huge. That's huge. What you just said, am I worthy enough? You know, am I good enough? And you Mm -hmm. know what, Dina, until you feel that within, like you really truly believe it, where you can look in the mirror and say, you know what, I am worthy enough. And these are all the things I have to offer. And almost flipping the switch and say, look, dude, what is it that you have to offer me? I know what I am, (laughs) you know, like, what can you do for me? And until you see that, that's when guys are going to see that. That's when you're going to attract men who are those caretakers. But to be honest, the, the guys who are like probably givers and who are more reciprocal, you don't trust anyway. Because you can't believe that that that's really true, given what your past has been. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes, I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like it's, even if he yeah. was in front of you, you probably wouldn't know what to do with him. You're like, okay, what what? What's the real story here, <laughs> right? Like you're already with kind of the dukes up almost. Yes. Yeah. The the shield. Yeah. The shield. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Your question is really good. Like how, how do we put down the shield and allow men into you where you can, you know, trust them, but without giving your power away. And that's a hard thing, you know, and I always say a lot of times we get in situations in our life where it's, it's, I call it the pendulum effect where, you know, you've attracted one thing or you've been one way your whole life. And then in order to correct it. We overcorrect it and we swing all the way to the other side. So now you have the armor on, like you have the armor on so thick that no guy can (laughs) penetrate that. You're the Joan of Arc, you have the sword, you have everything to protect you. But like what you're finding, that isn't good either. 
you know, and so what it is, is it's finding something in between. I'm not telling you to strip naked and take off all your armor that, you know, that, that would feel really like scary and nor should you, like you should always have a sense of, you know, um, protection and letting people earn you. you. I mean, men have to earn that trust with you just like, you know, you have to earn trust with them. It's just the same thing. Mm. But I think where we're at is, could we put down the sword? Just, just a little mm. bit <laughs> and maybe put down the shield and you can peek through your little, you know, the armor that's on top, you know, so that you can see a little clearer and, and slowly, you know, get to where you're feeling comfortable. And with the pendulum metaphor, somewhere in, in between, does that feel mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah, it's, it's the heart of putting, lowering it slowly. <laughs> lowering it slowly. Exactly. So, so let's do a little like kind of real world stuff here. So, I mean, I think we've kind of cracked the code on what this trust issue is all about. And it really, you know, so much of it stemmed from just your ascribed role growing up, being the caretaker, not learning how to um, express your needs, express your emotions so that guys get to know how you feel, what you deserve. Right. And so, I always say, mm-hmm. just like learning a new language, this is what's really exciting about, to me, about some of this stuff. I always tell people, you know, IQ is really hard to teach. Like, I can't teach people to be really intelligent in school. <laughs> you know, that's something mm-hmm. you got on your own and you know as a teacher, you, that's what you do for a living. Um, I'd probably pass on to you. But when it comes to emotional intelligence how we manage and express our feelings. That's an exciting thing to me because it's something that can be taught no matter what age, no matter where you've come from. And it's just like learning Spanish. It's just like learning German. It, it's something that you just have to practice. That's all. You never learned it growing up. How, how are you supposed to know? And because of that, you've attracted some lopsided relationships because you've been just taught to always care for others and not show up yourself. So when you're on, you know, tell me a little bit about right now, like, are you dating and how did the, you know, how is that going or are you, have you totally shut that off? Um, right now I'm not dating anyone. I'm just, okay. um, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where I go next and work on me right now. Love it. I love it. And you know what I, and and you're at the point, it's so beautiful because I think you're, you're about to change. Like you're in this almost metaphoric state because you can be in a different state. You're by the fact that you're going on this podcast (laughs) and announcing it to the world that you're ready is beautiful. And, and now we'll all hold you accountable, including me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now you're declaring, like, are you ready? Like, are you ready to change? Oh, of course. I, and I need to change because otherwise I'm just going to keep going backwards and I can't keep doing that. I need to move forward. Exactly. And without being in the hamster wheel, like you can move forward, but then you're in a hamster, right? Like we've got to get rid of the wheel so that you can start moving forward for sure. Um, Okay. So I'm glad that you declared that. I always say to people, I mean, the first thing that I would highly recommend, you know, just like for like practical tips is to write out a mission statement. 
And you know how we do this in business where we get really clear on what it is that we want to accomplish in our business. It's so important. Like you can't build a business without being really, really clear on your goal for that business or else the business fails. So I think with you right now, I want you to get really clear on what it is that you want for your dating life right now. And it doesn't mean in the next year or two years, I would shorten it. I would say, okay, like something that's doable where you feel like you're, you're having movement and you can accomplish it. Cause here's the thing with goals. I always find when people shoot it too high and too long, then there's so much pressure and, and people often fail or they feel like a failure because they can't accomplish that huge goal. Because I, I think what you're saying is that you want to learn how to have a reciprocal relationship from what you're, yes. you're right? Yeah. So that's like kind of the ultimate finish line, right? But right now you need to exercise for this marathon so that you get to the, a different finish line than you have before and you need to look at it different. So I would say in the next three months, what is it that you want to do for your love life? Like, do you have an idea right now? You could even say it out loud. Oh, goodness. Um, I think for me, I want to learn how to set boundaries and stick to them be able to speak up enough and say, you know what? I'm not comfortable with that or I deserve more than that. I love it. And that's, you know what? Those are really realistic goals. Like you didn't, you didn't say, oh, I'm going to go on um, my Prince Charming's white horse and ride up into the sunset. You're like, yeah, I think I'll start no. with setting boundaries. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. And I would like keep expanding on that. So you know, so that's kind of like, all right, I want to learn how to set boundaries and stick to them and not back down. So knowing that I deserve that. And then give me like specific things on what you can do to practice that. So for instance, I'll just give you a scenario. Let's say I put you on a regiment where I want you to do some online dating, but not like that's not the only thing that maybe just to get used to going out again and exercising your dating muscle. Okay. And this Mm -hmm. guy um, really wants, really wants to meet you. And he says, Oh, well, you know what? Um, Can you just come by me? It's kind of far to go where you are. And, you know, I like to meet people right after work. So can you just meet me over by such and such restaurant at X, X, Y, and Z street? What would you say to that? My initial was sure. Not a problem. I'm flexible. <laughs> right. The, the, That's the, the old the, Dina. The new me, <laughs> exactly. The new me would say, well, you know, um, I feel that if you really want to meet me, then Possibly we should meet in the middle or you should drive down here. Okay, good. Better, better. But here's, here's the thing. I still see you like, like dancing around it because you still feel bad actually asking for what you want. Yes. What is it that you want? Just say it out loud. What, what would you want in that situation? Like, let's just say it. I would want him to put forth the effort to come see me. Bam. Wow. So much more powerful. Love that. Yeah. 
Did you feel that yeah. in your body as you said it, how different that was where you're like, well, I maybe possibly would like him to maybe could you come by me? So, cause then maybe it would be kind of, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? We yeah. Yeah. I and, just need to speak up. Yet you need to declare your wants and needs in a very direct and powerful way. Now, I can hear you listeners saying, oh, well, that's kind of bitchy, like upon first impression, I would never do that. And I'm not saying, you know, there's a way of setting boundaries. And I teach people this all the time in, you know, in text, especially when you don't know somebody, right? You can still be flirty and fun and still declare your needs at the same time. You know, you could still say, oh, well, I really enjoy, you know, this kind of restaurant and I would love for you to meet me here. I'm excited, wink. You know, like where you're keeping it positive, you're still stating your needs, but you're being direct with it and not dancing and possibly and could you and I feel bad asking, but maybe, you know, it's those kind of cushion words that give our power away. Does that, yeah. does that make sense? Do you hear that? As I'm saying, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, and 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 I I say this because this is so common, especially for women. Like I think, not only your upbringing personally, but I think as women overall, we're socialized to soften things because we don't want to be deemed as a bitch. But there's a way of saying things in a direct manner that's still friendly. It's the way, like it's your tonality if you're talking to somebody. On text, it's a little hard, but you can add emojis to soften things. But still like asking for what you need. Because when you do that right from the get-go, from the minute you're saying hello to these men, you're practicing having them really, really show up for you and letting them earn you. If you are starting right from the get-go, sure, I'll come meet you. No problem. What's, what's best for you? You're, you're already getting into those lopsided situations because the narcissists, mm -hmm. the men who will take advantage of you, who are, it's all about them. They're going to just string you along and keep doing that with you. So think about that. And, and after you get your mission statement done, the next step is, I think, I would love to just have you date up a storm without getting in a relationship right now. I think you need to learn how to date and, and do you and know what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what do you feel you deserve, and not feeling guilty. Not feeling guilty. <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest part is, is learn to, that I'm, that I am good with them giving. I would encourage you as you think about dating and, you know, I do this all the time with people where I put them on dating plans. And again, I believe your dating portfolio should be like a financial portfolio. I want you to diversify as much as possible to get the result. Like don't just numb out doing on online dating. You need to exercise that dating muscle by going out and, you know, finding good wing gals to have fun with and saying hi to guys, but all the while practicing how to set boundaries, how to receive, right? And, and really um, enjoy it. Enjoy receiving. 
I'll tell you a quick story and then, and then we can kind of wrap up. There was a woman that I was working with and she came and we um, were, we're doing the first portion of my coaching when I do live coaching. And that is just sitting down kind of like we are just talking about things. And she, like you, was really giving her power away, always doing it. She owned a restaurant. She was just constantly like organizing and giving and all of that. And it played out in such insidious ways that she wasn't even recognizing that. And there was one, so when we were at this restaurant, now I didn't know that they had alcohol at this one restaurant. And um, we, we were talking about going to happy hour afterwards. And so this guy had been watching us and he came over and he said, hey, ladies, how, how's it going? And now my client was about to just say, oh, we're fine. Thank you. Like, you know, that, that's a very common thing. We all say, oh, oh we're, we're good. We're mm-hmm. good. We're fine. But actually we weren't. We were thinking about where to go for happy hour. So I said, well, you know, actually we would be a lot better if there was some alcohol here. We want to start happy hour, wink, smile. And he said, well, he goes, we can accomplish that. That guy turned out to be the owner of all the restaurants. Like he looked like just some guy off the streets, but because I was open to receiving and playing a little bit rather than closing it off and saying, I'm fine. That guy brought Mm -hmm. us little bottles of wine. We had a great time and we received, and she received for the first time in her life just in that moment. And she was like, just dumbfounded. Right. So Mm. For you, Dina, think about how you can receive, how you can set boundaries, how, and and in particular with men and all these little dating situations. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Um, Yes. Listening to that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What are you thinking? What are you thinking? (laughs) Yeah, just uh, practice. That's, That's the hard part. It's the practice and getting out there and putting myself out there. Yes. Yeah. And the final exercise I want you to do, and I I think I've even mentioned this before on some of the other coaching podcasts, it's so important. Really hone in on your strengths and kind of make a list of all the things that you are rather than what you're not. You know, we focus on what we don't like about ourselves. I want you to think about everything that you love about yourself from your talents, your skills, how your physical looks, what you offer in a relationship, because Mm -hmm. I want, I want you deep down to know that you deserve it. And again, like I said in the beginning, until you know that you deserve it and you truly believe it, that's when guys are going to believe it. And that's when you're going to start attracting those guys. Okay. I can do that. It'll be hard, but I can do it. Instead of saying, I can do that, can, can you say, I will do that? I will do it. I will yes. definitely. It's, it's something that I, I will work at and I will add to the list. I will start slow, but I will work at it. Yes, okay, that's I will so much more powerful. Like see it, envision it, do it. And then obviously I'm here to do further coaching if you want just to have that accountability partner to help you get there because this is my specialty. And I know you can do it too. Like I hear it in your voice. <laughs> I know other people do too. So I just want to thank you. I mean, the fact that you came on and we're so vulnerable to share all this stuff is like the first step. Like you, you already are on your way. It's amazing. How do you feel right now? 
Oh, I feel good. I really do. I feel um, empowered to take these steps and improve myself. I love it. I love it. By the way, good isn't a feeling. I always teach my clients that, but empowered is. So I was happy to hear you say that. Empower is really a powerful word to hear. And I, I'm really excited for you too. So thank you again, Dina. It's great you. having you. This has been a Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to have your own breakthrough, definitely sign up for a free session with me here. You'll find it in the description to this podcast. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.